welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm very excited about today's episode because today we have Miss Tiffany Reddick on the podcast. We actually started our partnership with Miss Reddick last school year, and she so graciously starred in a mini documentary called In the Wildcat Den that we also filmed last year. Be sure to check that out. The link will be in the show notes or description box if you are listening on YouTube. Now, if you don't know who Miss Reddick is, uh, here's a little bit of background information for you before we jump into the interview. So Tiffany is a CTE business teacher at Riley High School with a passion for connecting students to transformative opportunities. She studied business administration and organizational management at Bethel University. Tiffany came to education after several years of being in the industry and fell in love with the work. Her desire to expose students to underrepresented career opportunities led her to establish two CTE programs in 2020. This year, 2022, Tiffany received the Dual Credit President's Award from Ivy Tech Community College for Excellence in Instruction. Today, she continues to develop her programs at Riley and works closely with industry partners and district administration to expand opportunities for South Bend school students. Again, welcome Ms. Ruddick to the podcast. And without further ado, please enjoy our discussion about her student helpers. All right. Well, hi, Ms. Reddick. I'm so happy you're here. Hello. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come do this podcast with me. Absolutely. Thank um, you for asking. Yeah, of course. And then also congratulations on being awarded um, the that. Ivy Tech President's Award for Excellence in Instruction Teacher of the Year thank Award. You. Thank you so That's much. That's really awesome. It's well-deserved. It was exciting. Thank you for saying that. It was exciting. A whole tribe of people came in here, <laughs> took me off guard a little bit, but it was fun. <laughs> I saw the pictures on LinkedIn and it, <laughs> it looked, I it looked confused. <laughs> <laughs> you did not look confused. <laughs> it was very exciting. I'm very happy was, for you. It was. Um, but let's uh, let's get into it, uh, sure. shall we? Um, so our partnership um you and your class and us with Chartwells, it began last school year and that was a lot of fun mm -hmm. where Tanera and James and Maji uh, mm -hmm. came in and talked to the your students. Yep. And that was really cool. And um, how did that start? Can you walk us through how that yeah, all began? So I believe Tanera and I just started having a conversation um, when Chartwells first showed up. Um, I started kind of peeking in there and seeing what was going on. And um, I got a chance to meet her um, because the Wildcat Den was open and, you know, Smart Snacks guidelines. She was just really concerned about it being followed. So she kind of came over and was like, hey, what's this? You know, um, and then we started talking after that. And then when she found out I wasn't breaking the rules, she was like, oh, OK, this is great. And so <laughs> um, we were starting to talk more and more. And then when I took up the supply chain class, Somehow we got into conversations about her um, coming in and helping out with the operations class because they have so many different moving parts um, in uh, your company. So she came in, we, we put together a schedule of like six different visits and every visit we were going to speak on a different aspect of the business. So we talked about inventorying and we had someone come in and talk about um, how we make a, how you guys make up the menus. And we kind of applied it to things that we were doing in class with the Wildcat Den. Um, um, we had a field trip over to Brown. And so we did a few different things. Um, and that was really cool. We, we all enjoyed that. Awesome. Awesome. I'm happy to hear it. And I remember sitting in on those classes, too, yeah. and just like hiding in the corner like Annie Leibovitz. 
started capturing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was very fun, very cool. So obviously this partnership has continued. Mm-hmm. So how did the idea of having your students work in the kitchen come about? And what was the process like to get them hired? Right. So the kitchen thing was not me it was, I believe Chad Addy and her were talking and um, had a conversation that they looped me into later. And I was like, oh yeah, that definitely makes sense. That would be really cool. So um, when we started this year, we knew we wanted to do it way back in like September. (laughs) Um, And we were like gung ho for it and tried to start and it just didn't go anywhere. We took, it took a while. It was a slow process. We had to get through, you know, people not understanding because we've never done it before. Like, what are those kids trying to do? And then um, there was different issues that we had to overcome with like background checks because they're underage and different things like that. But um, everybody stayed persistent in the district and in Charwells and in the class. And so we ended up being able to make it happen just second semester. <laughs> so not, not first semester like we originally wanted, but we got there and it's been great. It's been happening for you to say six weeks, about six weeks, about yeah, six yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, and it's been really good. The feedback from the kids has been good. They like getting paid. That's fun. <laughs> right. They're all about that check. They don't miss that. At first they were thinking, oh, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be because they only work a couple of hours right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I set the schedule up, they have two days a week. So they're not making a ton of money. Um, but I have not heard any one of them complain about having to cash a check. So uh, they're fine. And then it's also helped me understand like what other things we can do. Um, in the future. Uh, also, when it comes to, you can stop me. <laughs> no, talking. keep going. This is great. Um, in the future, I think that we could probably have them working more hours. I just wanted to be able to make sure that we were one, meeting the need for the kitchen staff, mm-hmm. right? Like Chef Ken and Jesse, we wanted to make sure that we were meeting the need for them and that what they were getting from the students was actually meaningful. And then also that we were meeting the need for the students and getting them um, application, real life application. And so uh, Chef Ken has been really cool about making sure that they see the business aspect. Um, we, I still want to make it more formal. I think what we're doing right now is kind of just to figure out like what we can do together. Right. Like we kind of know, um, but we're trying to we need to put it to paper and in a formal plan. And that'll come over the summer, probably when I'm working at home. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just being our first time getting through it, we didn't have that starting out, but we'll get to that point. But I do think there's a ton of opportunity, a ton of application. Um, Even my students working on a project is something that I thought about recently. So I know in the past I've heard my principal talk about wanting a fourth lunch. And I know that Chef Ken has said that they would want a fourth lunch. Well, we don't have enough people to support a fourth lunch right now um, because I did talk to my principal about it again, but they both would like more time in between lunches. So that's a logistics issue, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's something that we can work on. I'm finding out that it's a pretty complex problem trying to get them all done in the same, all the lunches and the breaks in the same amount of time Mm -hmm. is a challenge, but it's something that we want to work on. I don't know if we're going to get there. (laughs) I don't actually know if we're going to crack the code, but it's been cool being able to work on that problem. I have some um, supply chain experts uh, on my advisory board and people that I talked to that I brought that problem to and they were like really excited about them being able to work on something like that. Like if we could solve an issue like that as a class and then let that be implemented in future years, like that's the kind of stuff that I think is really cool. 
that would be, be that would be very very cool figuring out how how to implement a fourth lunch or breaks wow. in between they both yeah. want like 20 minute breaks in between and okay. see we do have a model for a fourth lunch in other high schools Adams mm-hmm. has a fourth lunch yes um but what happens is they kind of move into fifth hour you know with mm-hmm. with that fourth lunch and so we're trying to figure out like what can we do with the times that we get everybody we can keep three lunches but we would have time in between the lunches because it benefits charwells i talked to chef ken about that like what's the, what's the draw for you you know um he wants to be able to do batch cooking so it improves the quality mm-hmm. of the food every time and then there's something else he was saying like retail or something that they don't get to do because mm-hmm. of the way the schedule is set up right now and then for Mr. Henderson I think the draw is being able to have the kids like one group of kids out of the hallway before you put another group of kids in the hallway so that you don't have this lag stuff happening and possibility for you know kids staying out of class longer than they should or conflicts happening and that kind of thing so trying to figure that problem out is it's it's like I said if we could do it it'd be great <laughs> that would be because it sounds like it'd be a just a win-win for yes, everybody yes. um not only the kitchen staff because they would have more time to prep for mm-hmm. the next lunch mm-hmm. but also uh Mr. Henderson and the rest of the Riley mm-hmm. High School uh staff just because yeah. it would clear out the hallways yep. um you kids could move through the hallways a little bit more quickly maybe that yeah. way too yeah. yeah they're not hanging out waiting on their friends to come down for lunch you know that kind of thing <laughs> um I'm thinking that's what he's thinking uh yeah if we can solve that issue but that's one thing i want to make sure we can do together too is not only do the students learn the business application you know um or the supply chain application i also want to see use that as an opportunity to solve problems real problems um that we face you know whether it's something that's specific to the kitchen or if it's something like what i'm talking about you know i swing for the fence something big like trying to figure out how to get all these kids um a break in between their lunches for 20 minutes each i don't know how to do it but but that's that's so cool because yeah you talking about giving um your students these kinds of projects, these problem solving or supply chain projects, it really makes me think about my MBA program Mm -hmm. that I did at um, University of Kentucky, where it was set up very similarly, Mm -hmm. um, where they were, we were given either a marketing or a supply chain problem. We had to uh, basically troubleshoot what the issue was and, you know, come up with that, a solution that would benefit the end consumer, but also the the company that we were working with. Um, So that's so cool that you're bringing that experience to high school students. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. And uh, I'm another reason why I'm so grateful for this partnership. And I know I'm echoing Tanera as well, is that it's really exposing um, students to the whole industry of food service because mm-hmm. I know I know before I worked in a food service company usually the thing that comes top of mind is would you like to supersize that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not supply chain mm-hmm. w- which James does not dietetics mm-hmm. not marketing not mm-hmm. um not operation so that's really cool that you're exposing your kids to this I think that that is probably consistent like we see the you see the lunch person and you don't think that there's all this money, all this opportunity, all these career paths behind this industry, but it's huge. I find that in general, you know, with kids, they just see, that's why when you get kids in the classroom, they'll come and say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, what are you planning for after high school? I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor because they see the huge income. They see the prestige of the position, you know, and that's what they're swinging for. And they just don't see positions like um, working in the kitchen as a, a, a 
I guess, a vehicle to get them to really cool positions. But it is. It can be. It definitely can be. I mean, it has to be, has to happen in every business. Every business has to have people that uh, procure things, that find suppliers and um, buy things. And so, you know, there's opportunity everywhere in every industry. And it's just exposing them to that. So I do think it's really cool because I didn't know that Chartwells was so big until we started working together. Mm-hmm. Like, huge (laughs) you're huge (laughs) so I love toting around that we work with such a large partner you know I love telling people that because they think oh the kids are working in the kitchen what does that have to do with supply chain no no this is a very large company who has great opportunities all around the world so this is great that they're working in the kitchen this is just a start (laughs) yeah well thank you um and we we touched a little bit on the feedback from students which is um been positive. I was in the kitchen this morning and saw them working and they were excited to be there. Chef Ken was joking around with them. Um, So I think they're having a good time. And we talked a little bit on how you see this evolving. But what I found really interesting is before we push record is how how you see it next year. So do you Mm want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So I've definitely seen that with this model, um, with the kids going to work, we have an opportunity here, you know, for us to be able to maybe offer um, a CTE that is virtual with this work-based learning component added to it, um, where the kids are working and they're doing that primarily um, in their hours, like that's part of their work. And we're, we're matching assignments that go along with the work that they're doing in the kitchen or they're working on projects that are relevant to the competencies when they're there. Um, and then the other stuff that we do, you know, we could do it online, you know, maybe one day in person and they're doing a lot of their classwork there. That would be really, really good. I think that that would be really good. So that's the kind of direction I see potentially we could go with um, this partnership, especially since it's so close. Like I have no shortage of people in the community wanting to work with our kids, but we have so many barriers for making that happen. You know, kids need transportation um, or if we can't get them transportation, we need to, it's an issue with the hours that they need them to work. So the fact that we can get this level of experience for kids in class in the building is so powerful and so definitely want to grow on with that and and build on that over time um, and make it stronger and then use that as a model for other things because there's other opportunities out in the community that kids could get into um if they do have transportation or if they're old enough, you know, if they're 18 and they can do the, um, cause a lot of places will require them to be 18. A lot of places will require them to have transportation and for my students, some of that can work, some of it can't. And so then that messes with the equity piece, right? So how do you provide an opportunity to one kid because they have transportation and they're old enough and this other kid doesn't have that opportunity because they don't have transportation or not old enough. So this gives us equity, you know, being able to put them in the building. And so I just want to expand, expand on that. Awesome. That is so exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see what next year brings uh, with you and your class. Thank you. That's going to be so cool. Um, but 
Um, before we close out, I wanted to ask you, where can our listeners find out more about uh, your class? Um, so I do have an Instagram. It's Wildcat Business. Um, and I do post very sparingly on there. I'm, I'm terrible with my social media. Um, but I do put things on there that the kids are doing when we go to competition or if they have pitch competitions or if we do cool things in the class. Um, I do post things on there. But I also want people to be looking for my students on LinkedIn. Because I strongly believe that we need to build their social capital, and um, part of my any class that I'm going to teach is have is going to have something to do with learning how to do that, and then to network and to connect to people, um, and then watch the professional community on social media, not just your friends and all the crazy things that they do. Um, and so my kids are definitely on LinkedIn. They are posting the things that they're doing. Um, they may be requesting to be. Um, connected to you. So definitely watch for them on there. Awesome. Again, I think that's so uh, great to push them onto LinkedIn because I didn't uh, really learn about LinkedIn until I was in my MBA program. So Mm -hmm. once again, you're uh, way ahead of the curve and um, yeah, you're making an incredible impact. I hope so. That's what we do here. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Reddick, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. And thank you again to Ms. Reddick for joining us today. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at Wildcat Business. I'll link it down in the show notes or the description box if you are listening on YouTube. We're extremely grateful for our partnership with her class, and we're very excited for further collaborations in the future. Remember to check out In the Wildcat Den, a mini documentary about our relationship with Miss Reddick. The link to that episode will be in the show notes or description box if you're listening on YouTube. And thank you for serving up Happy and Healthy with us.